Hello. Hey. <laughs> um, oh, God. It's, hey, everybody. It's been a, a minute. It's been a hot minute, and we are back and have absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back after our little hiatus we had there. Little vacay, if some would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to take responsibility for this. I want to push it all on you, but I can't. I know. You and know? The pressure's crumbling me. Um, <laughs> Kelsey went on vacation, but she needed like a pre-vacation oh, and a post-vacation. I have to say hi to everybody. You did. You said hi, everybody. Welcome back. It wasn't the whole spiel. <laughs> While I'm doing that, look for Alaska and see if she decided. It's not. <clears throat> Right. <laughs> a month later it's, been it's a month. not but you know what i don't think that has updated in like two months what yeah they need to get on that yeah it's free you know i'm trying not to oh complain so we could have had it two months ago and not it could, i don't know well we could have all the states by now and we true. wouldn't know that's very true <laughs> But anyways, hi everybody. Um, hi old listeners. Welcome back. Sorry that we abandoned you for a little bit there. Uh, new listeners, hi. We. Welcome. Um, uh, we can't be trusted with <laughs> a consistent schedule, so stick around. We like to surprise our listeners a little bit. <laughs> um, we're glad you came. Hopefully, hopefully you come back the next time we record. We don't know when that is. We try and do it weekly. That was... Sometimes it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's not. <laughs> we, we're the weekly variety, but sometimes we're, we're not. not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, my gosh. That's a... If we ever have a shirt. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the shirt. That's good. Kara, get on Kara. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, it's been a month. And like Tori said, I, I did go on vacation and I needed a pre-vacation and a post-vacation. What are we at now? Yeah. Like two-week post-vacation? Well, I needed like yeah. two-week pre-vacation, then one-week post-vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like a hectic time. You had to get a lot of alcohol. I did. It was um, a mad rush to get alcohol the entire month of June. I had to make a note to put in your travel bag. Yes. And we kept it up the entire week. Yep, yep. I went to the Outer Banks with my a bunch of my family members and a bunch of our family friends. There was like 28 of us in one house. It was amazing. I loved it. I love the happy chaos. I really do. You were just missing one there thing. There was... Um, <laughs> Tori, unfortunately, could not make it. <laughs> so she left a note that said, sorry, I can't be here. Whoever finds this note has to take a shot. And we did for the entire week. Perfect. We took shots. Yeah. Yeah, we had shot. You had day. to. You didn't have a choice. Yeah, that's true. Once you find the note, I mean, what are you going to do? That's true. And my dad <laughs> found it, unfortunately. If I found it, well, I already knew where it was. But it... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if anyone else found it, they would have made everyone in the house take a shot. Yeah. My dad was just like, Pfft, and then just like went on with his day. <laughs> <laughs> How was... It was good. I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah it was just normal. Your vacation um, week was the week before I went on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So that lined up great. That lined up really well. <laughs> um, couldn't really 
didn't really go i didn't do anything like it's impossible to do anything because it's been hotter than hell yeah this is pennsylvania Mm -hmm. why are we so hot it's really hot it's like stiflingly hot (sighs) i wanted the one thing i wanted to do was to go to ikea and i didn't do it oh yeah so i'm gonna regret that for the rest of my life for how hot it is here (laughs) It's probably 10 degrees hotter You're right. in Philly. I know. And the other thing is, now that like people are out and about, they're mm-hmm. moving, I think a lot of people are going to go to Ikea. Oh, absolutely. They probably are. They're, they're there right now. They've I'm been sure stuck of it. in their house. So they're like, I need this and this and this they and this. They take themselves. So, yeah. They take their eight children and yeah. let them crawl through the bedrooms. Oh, God. Um, oh, not but, fun. you know. Yeah. Well, that, okay. that'll be safe for a cooler month. <laughs> a cooler a cooler month, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. It's so weird, like, not having masks anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I still... I, I wait in my car if I'm going in somewhere just to see who, who like, walks oh, in yeah. with the mask. Oh, yeah. I, like, check the signs on the door, too, because some places are still... You know, whatever. I don't care, but... I keep thinking that... I kind of forget about it sometimes. Yeah. I keep thinking that, like... It's been reversed, and I don't know about it. And I'm gonna be walking into a store without a mask, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, like no mask? Don't you know? We still need to wear masks." <laughs> I mean, I'm vaccinated, so whatever. But it's just still so weird. It is weird. It's it like, doesn't. It doesn't always feel right, or you always feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah, know. and it's yeah. the normal, like you, you know, the pre-pandemic normal. But now right. it's like a foreign thing. I know. It feels so wrong. I face wrong. <laughs> <I'm> so right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even know what else to. Uh, we've been watching a lot of sad videos. Oh, yeah. I think internet. I'm addicted to TikTok, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I never thought I'd say it. Never thought I'd be there. I had refused to download it because I just saw like all of the, you know, the Charlie D'Amelio's and the, the girls and the boys that, that just dance and look stupid and make millions of dollars. And I'm like, you have no actual skills and you're not funny. Why are you making so much money? <laughs> but then I actually got on TikTok and there's so much gold on there. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> Everyone... I mean, it's rare that you find people that don't have TikTok, but everyone don't download TikTok. I don't have TikTok. That's true. I was up until four in the morning the other day. That's why I don't have watching it. TikTok. Because I'd get sucked right in. Oh my god! A whole month of nothing. This is life. Yeah. This. <laughs> this is life. <laughs> what is it? Say la vie. What is that? This is the corner. What is say la vie? Say la vie. Um, this is life. Isn't let it be. No. <laughs> <laughs> Something about life. Live I think. the life. Say la vie. Or is it like it is what it is? Seize the day. Jesus, no, it's not seize the oh. day. It's it's say la vie. It's say la vie. You know, I don't know. I, I don't really care. I guess I do, but I'll find out. <laughs> Speaking of say la vie, say la vie. What are we talking about? There is more that I wanted to talk about. Whatever. I'm sure it'll come to us in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or whenever. <laughs> um, so, so today we're going to talk about basically, um, I don't, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. I had like brain block onto what to write about. There's like so much out yeah. there, but it's too much. It happens was, to me too. So this is an interesting, different topic. <laughs> So, um, we're going to be talking about places that 
people it's either illegal to go or you should not go highly advised you should not go but they still went and what happened to them uh-oh mm-hmm. uh-oh so there's five places on like here. florida like all of florida <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's five places on here but there are way more out in the world that are you yeah, highly advised not to go to um so that's what we're gonna talk about today okay yeah. i'm ready and you're gonna talk about like what happened to people who went there yes oh boy or like why these places became illegal i'm scared to go to you know sorry <laughs> so um number one <clears throat> so there's a tiny lush heavily forested island that is 93 miles off the coast of brazil um and the brazilian navy has forbidden anyone to go on to it's kind of a far it's far far boat drive <laughs> yeah but a lot of the fishermen out there go pretty far to to get jeez their money's worth of food or yeah. like money's worth of catch um, the legend of this island began in the early 1900s when a local fisherman was off the coast of the island and saw on the edge of the forest there was like a bunch of banana trees. <laughs> uh, he thought nothing of it. It was like, dope, bananas, gonna go pull up, <laughs> grab some, <laughs> feed the family. Oh, dope, a snack. Oh, bananas. <laughs> so he anchored, got onto the island, climbed one of the banana trees and started cutting down the fruit. And then all of a sudden he felt like a sharp pain on his rib cage. Oh god. Um and he looked down and saw that there was blood. So he was like, All right, that's weird. What happened? Like, did I get stabbed by a branch? Did something like what happened? Why am I bleeding? Why do I have pain? So being alone and ninety three miles from anywhere oh that could help him, mm-hmm. he panicked. He ditched the bananas and ran back to his boat. And tried to sail away, but on his way back, he passed out in the boat. Oh, God. Yep. So some time passed, and another fishing boat finds his boat and the man, but by the time he was he dead? Oh, no. He was deceased and in a pool of his own blood. So, 20 years after this incident, a lighthouse keeper was brought to the island to man the lighthouse. He brought his There's a lighthouse there? Yes, but we'll just wait. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He brought his family with him and they stayed in the main house and everything was great. The first couple of days they were there. And then at some point, ships passing by the island reported that the light was extinguished. Like there was no light anymore in this lighthouse. Uh, The captains reported this to the mainland and a search party was sent out to check on the lighthouse keeper and his family. Um, There they found the entire family deceased in their beds. The only clue that they had were puncture marks all over their bodies and an open window. So what killed all of these nice people? Whale. Bats. <laughs> no. Bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> the fuck <of> bananas. <laughs> On this island, there is a highly venomous snake called the Golden Lancehead Viper. This island is the only place in the entire world that this snake can be found on. And the venom of this snake can melt your organs within 60 minutes of coming in contact with it. What the fuck? So, due to this fact, the island has been dubbed Snake Island. No. And since no one goes on the island, the viper population has exploded. There's at least 3,000 of these venomous snakes on the island. And researchers have said that for every one square meter, there's at least one snake. (laughs) So... 
no matter where you are on the island, you're always one meter away from dying, basically, if Dude. they bite you. <laughs> How'd they build a lighthouse there? I'm sure it was before, like, the lighthouse was probably there for a long time. It was probably before Banana Man went there. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude. It, or it was before the viper population really exploded. Oh, my God. Those snakes are going to learn how to swim and then we're all well, screwed. Well, they're not just on the ground. They're in the trees, too. No. Yeah. So you're basically surrounded 360 degrees by highly venomous snakes. What if those weren't bananas? They were just a bunch of snakes hanging from the trees. I think the dude would know if it was a snake. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what these snakes are capable of. This is a weird banana. <laughs> Bites them. <laughs> Basically. But the only people who are allowed to go there are the Navy to change the batteries of the now automatic lighthouse once a year and researchers and poachers occasionally because these vipers are rare and on the black market they sell for between $10,000 and $30,000. For what? Well, but they end up just getting bin and dying. So, yeah. Well, they deserve it. Karma's a bitch. Idiots. Yeah. But that is Snake Island off the coast of Brazil. My God. Number one. Oh, this is the beginning of the end. I know it. <laughs> this is how the world ends. It is. They're going to swim in banana snakes. <laughs> they actually are yellow, too. <laughs> oh, God. I knew it. The banana snakes are here. <laughs> so next up, um, this place, it might be the most widely known place that people cannot enter. Like, when I personally think of illegal to go to this place, I think of this island. The island is in the Bay of Bengal, in the Indian Ocean. And do you know what it is? I don't know. Can You're I guess? excited over there. Sure. Okay. There's this one place I know about where there's, like, a tribe of people that are, like, protected because they have had no contact with the outside world. It's the same place. Is that the... Okay. I didn't know where it was or what it was called. North Sentinel Island. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yep. Yep. Um, And where is it? It's in the Bay of Bengal in the Indian Ocean. It's, like, between India and... Is that Polynesia? Or no, what's the the island? island? Bali? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't know geography very well. It's like the Indian Ocean. So India, and uh-huh. then it's on the right side. That's the Indian Ocean. And then there's like a bunch of islands that are like right there. That are like uh, on the... Oh, uh, is that where that plane went missing? Yes. Around there. Malaysia? Yes, I think that's it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a plus. Can't wait for everyone to tell us we're wrong. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> but anyways... Um, The most famous occurrence of someone trying to enter the island, it actually happened not too long ago, is that of 26-year-old missionary John Chow. And on November 14th, 2018, so, you know, very recently, John paid two fishermen to take him out to this island. The fishermen, they knew it's illegal to go there. Um, The last time fishermen went out there, both of them died. But these fishermen needed the money, so they took John at night so no one can see them and they anchored somewhere offshore side note did you know (laughs) that there is a shipwreck off of the coast of north sentinel island and you can actually see it on google maps no or like google earth like a big ship yeah like a like a big like liner ship oh boy they all survived but it's cool to see like you know the shipwreck how'd they survive they, that. well it it was the 
It's the sh sh water. <laughs> the water was so shallow that the ship didn't actually sink all the way. Oh. So they got in their like canoes and kind of just stayed away from the island. Get because, away. Of course, the people on the island were trying to kill them. So right, right, they, right. Well, I guess I just came away in the story. But Oops, shoot. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> fun to look. If you have Google Maps available, go, go look at that. Anyways, go look at that shallow. Go look ship. at that ship. <laughs> So, uh, let's see, paid the fisherman, anchored some ways offshore at night. The next morning, John took his kayak in the water and began paddling into the island. Uh, as he got closer, he saw someone come out of the forest with their face painted yellow, and he, this person was screaming at him. And then John, John tried to yell to the person that he means no harm, and he just wants to speak to them. <laughs> when I read... They don't fucking speak his language, dude. I just, I'm, I'm just going to come here. I just want to talk about your extended warranty. <laughs> it's like, I'm Have just talking heard... about your extended warranty. <laughs> but he really was like a, a missionary, like yeah. a church person. Yeah, right? he so he actually to, was like, trying to... do you have time to learn about our Lord and Savior exactly. Jesus Christ? Exactly. Which, come on, dude. These people are, you're not going to get through to them. <laughs> no, no. But anyways, um, it's the Lord's work right there. It's the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> john tried to communicate with them um but then like a wall of people with the same yellow painted faces started charging out of the forest and firing arrows at john so john hightailed it back to the boat and later that day he tried to make a second attempt at communicating with the people this is where you know it's hard to have sympathy well here's i will but I'm just thinking about it now. Was was his mission godly or was it more of like kind of selfish? Like I was the person. Selfish. I was the godly person that reached these unladies yeah. people. Because like, I also, wanted the fame. Besides the fact that they're like, they'll try to kill you. Mm -hmm. Like they're also protected because they don't have <gasps> any. That's at the end. <laughs> if you'll get there, you'll get there. Uh, yeah, true. Anyways, um... Where was I? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. So he tried. He went back a second for like a attempt. second attempt. Yes. Yeah. Um, he tried to paddle a little farther down the island, thinking that these people who attacked him wouldn't see him and he'd be able to, like, enter the island. He actually made it onto the island, but not soon after, the same group of people came running out and they were, like, staring at him. And then they started charging at him, screaming things at him. Um, but John held his ground and he didn't move. And then when they got to him, they didn't attack him, but they did take his kayak. And uh -oh. they're not really sure what to make of him. And they start speaking to each other in a language that John didn't understand. And then at some point, a child pulls his bow and arrow out and fires at John. <laughs> Just grabbed that kid and spanked him somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, John was holding a Bible, of course, and somehow stopped the arrow with the Bible. Lord at work right there. Ooh, that's I didn't know that there. part. Is yeah. that true? Well, that's what they say. Oh my god. Yeah. But at that point, John was scared and he's kind of had enough for that day and was like, all right, I gotta go. So he jumped into the ocean, now without a kayak, and he had to swim a mile back to where the boat was anchored. And the whole time these people were firing arrows in his direction. None of them oh. hit him, but somehow he made it back to the boat unscathed. So now the next day, 
He's not giving up. He told the fishermen he wanted them to drop him off and then leave so they'd be out of sight. The fishermen did not want to leave him, but John assured them that it was fine and he knew what he was doing. Um, mm. He's got the power of the lower. Oh, absolutely. My <laughs> God. The next day, when the fishermen came back to collect John, they say they saw these people with the painted yellow faces dragging John's body behind them with a rope. Okay, so well. So poor John went to go see the big guy upstairs. Yeah. No one knows how John died, but it's too dangerous to collect the body, so his body to this day remains on North Sentinel Island. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. He's probably like... There's like a thing going on that's like whether or not they should retrieve the body. Because, of course, his family wants the body. Well, yeah, but... but like, it's very dangerous I mean, for everyone involved. Yeah, who's going to go get them? So the few hundred people that live on North Sentinel Island are called the Sentinelese, and they are unbelievably primitive. They are completely cut off from the modern world. They live a hunter-gatherer lifestyle and have no conception of agriculture. They haven't even discovered fire yet. They actually wait for oh, wow. lightning to strike something, and then they go and get those embers and, like, try and keep them alive. Reachers, reachers, researchers believe the Sentinelese are direct descendants from the earliest human ancestors that came out of Africa. So that's huh. pretty cool. As much as we want to know more about these people, we probably won't because they are ag- aggressively resistant to outside contact. They won't even let the neighboring similarly primitive island tribes come onto their island. Uh, the Sentinelese want only Sentinelese on their island. And if you're not a Sentinelese and you try to come onto their island, they just kill you. That is like hostess with the mostest right there. <laughs> Why don't I do that to people? I'm just picturing like, what do you think would happen if we just like did a quick pass by with like a big ass cruise ship? They would be like, <laughs> oh my God. So that one confused. Their core. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm sure they'd be very nervous about that. But at the same time, maybe they'd be like, oh, maybe we should, like, talk to the people with the big boat. I don't think they have that that mindset. Yeah. I don't think they think like that. They think about primitive things. Yeah. Kale, eat, and, you know. You know. Procreate. (laughs) I was going to say swim. Yeah, that too, that too. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> um, I wonder what the biggest ship that they ever saw go by there. I don't think they have that's to like, have seen boats. Yeah, because I don't think that's a big like cruise. cruise Probably not. No. <laughs> area? No. But I don't. I mean, I wonder if they've seen like cargo ships from afar. Well, one crashed onto their island at one point. That's a good point. It wasn't yeah. like as big as a cargo ship, but it was pretty right. big. A ship. Hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where am I? So. The Andaman, 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 um. and Nicobar <laughs> Island Protection of Aboriginal Tribes Acts of 1956 prohibits travel to the island and any approach closer than five nautical miles or 9.26 kilometers in order to prevent, here we go, the resident tribes people from contracting dis- diseases to which yes. they are not immune where I was to. going, so, <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're pretty much a super fragile um, tribe that have not been, like, the common cold might wipe them all out. So Yeah, exactly. You're really not allowed to go there, not because they'll kill you, but because we don't want to kill them. 
Right. That's but also they'll kill you. Also, yes, you will die. That's you... why I think that guy was selfish because like he knew that. He did. And I think he wanted to be the person that mm-hmm. reached these people first yeah. and get like the fame of that. Yeah. And that's not very like, godly. And you're not that special. No. <laughs> no, that's not that That sounds mean, but like, he might who are you to be that guy? Yeah, he might have gotten like a lot of recognition in the church. What, what was he, Mormon? I don't know. I I, he I was something, something, he was, I don't know. He was a missionary, so what are they? I think he was Mormon. I don't know. Or something. But anyways, probably in that group of people, he would get a yeah. lot of recognition. But normal people, they'd be like, you're so stupid. I was going to say, I feel like everyone else would have been like, he probably would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Scientists and doctors probably would have been like, you're an idiot. You could have killed all those people if they didn't die from him being there anyways. Uh, yeah, true. Who knows what so, happened after that? I mean, like, he's still there and they're still alive, so. Yeah, but he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there's that there's that but oh well he's with his his savior right now he's where he wants to be anyways he's probably like you know if he's up there mm-hmm. chilling i feel like he's in in the dunce corner right now yeah where everyone's like go sit yes. over there for a couple thousand years little angel you. <laughs> <laughs> so next up number three um is the bolton stride Bolton Stride. Sorry. Strid? Bolton Strid, yes. So in Yorkshire, England, there is this tiny little stream that winds its way through the forest. Uh, it's narrow enough that you could jump over it. Like, a babbling brook? A babbling brook, some would say. <laughs> if you look at pictures of it, it honestly just looks like a babbling brook. Oh. And the water on the surface looks slow moving and non-threatening, and it doesn't look very deep, maybe like a foot or two max. But this little stream... Has a 100% mortality rate. <laughs> Meaning everyone that has entered it has died. What? <laughs> yep. um, there are signs posted everywhere along the river telling people to stay away from the strid, but some people don't listen or they accidentally fall in. <gasps> Such an instance is 1998. Barry and Lynn Collett, a couple that were two days into their honeymoon, Aww. were walking along the strid when Lynn slipped on a rock and fell in. It started like torrentially downpouring. And wherever they were, she slipped, fell in. Now, Barry, trying to save her, ran to the edge of the water, but he too slipped and fell in. A man who witnessed the couple's death said that he was looking at Barry when he jumped in. And Barry seemed like, you know, he was like waiting in the water. He seemed like he was able to float and thought that he was going to get out of the water. But he said a second later, it looked like something came up beneath him and yanked him down into the river. And that was the last that he saw of him. Lynn's body was found six days later, and Barry's body was found a month later, 10 miles down the stream. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That guy who saw them probably, like... Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Dropped a banana peel right where they slipped. <laughs> oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, but I'm not sure what happened. Um, oh, wow. What'd you look sir, at you that? smell like a banana. <laughs> I, I don't know. Jesus, I don't know. Yeah. It's like hides the the rest of the bananas. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, and then in 2010, there's a bunch of other, there's like dozens of accounts of people falling in and dying, but these are just two Why don't examples. they put a fence up? It's, it's such a, well, there's signs everywhere, so they hope that people could read, but it's What like, if you can't read? People can't read. In the modern world? Yeah, there's a lot of people who still can't read. That are going to be in Yorkshire, England? 
<laughs> Where else are they going to go? <laughs> but um, I think it's protected land, so they can't, like, put anything, any, like, gates or anything. And that would just, it'd ruin the... Is a strid, what is that? It's a stream. Oh, okay. People I didn't actually it. look with this. Strip. Like, does anyone know what this... Has someone put, like, a camera in the water? Like, what's going well, on Well, I'm going to get there? into what's okay. going on. Okay, all right. Yeah. I thought it was just a mystical thing where, no. like, people just get sucked into the ground. <laughs> oh, no. It's very scary. Oh. It's a narrow ravine, a gorge. Oh, strip. okay. So, anyways. In 2010, an eight-year-old boy was playing near the strid for his birthday, um, it was in an area that was totally safe. It was like downstream a little bit. It was still near the strid, but like more towards like a safe part of it. Mm-hmm. And an adult, oh wait, no, sorry. They were having a picnic for his birthday and he went near the edge of the strid and slipped in. Oh, that banana peel. I know. An adult saw this happen and they were able to run over to the kid and try and pull him out. But they said that the current was so incredibly strong that the boy was ripped from their hands and dragged under and i don't think his body was ever recovered oh yeah but besides these two occurrences like i said there's dozens of reports of people trying to jump over the strid and falling to their death so why is it so dangerous upstream from the strid there's what's called the river wharf um at the point where the river wharf flows into the strid it goes from being 60 feet across to funneling into only six feet across in less than 100 yards so that is a shit ton of water going into a very small little like opening and this intense vortex essentially flips the river on its side to flow through this narrow passageway so basically it goes the river or the strid is at least as deep as the river is wide. So if you think about it that way. And just goes 60 feet down. Mm-hmm. So that, Ooh. yes. And at the water surface, it may not seem to be flowing Ooh. fast, but just under the surface, there is a current that is so strong. It is actually torn away at the rocks underneath. So, if you're looking at the bank of the strid and you see the rocks at the river's edge, you're actually looking at a ledge with nothing underneath because it has worn away all of the rock. So, basically, you're standing on a ledge. That seems unsafe. It is, but it's still standing somehow. Anyways. Well, they say don't don't stand by the strid, but people (laughs) don't do because it is unsafe. Oh, oh God. Yes. Um, So if you were to fall in, you wouldn't just get pulled underwater. You would get sucked under these ledges of rocks. Oh, my God. And ripped way far back underneath, underwater. and Like under the earth, basically. Under the earth, basically, yep. And you would get pulled into one of the underwater caverns or tunnels that have occurred from the river going through there for so many years. And a lot of people who fall into this strait don't actually make it downstream. They just get sucked into one of these different caves and people can't go down to the recover the bodies. So the Strid has countless bodies still just with jammed into these crevasses that have been created. Yeah. So that's why it's so dangerous. <laughs> I am never I going know. to England. Or in a river for that matter. I'm never going in a river. Because you don't know if that phenomenon is happening. You know what would be terrible? What? But maybe not as bad, but maybe worse. Anyway, 
<laughs> if they got like sucked under and there's like an air pocket, a big oh, air pocket God. under there, you know, so they like get sucked. You'd be stuck. Shot out. And then there's just nowhere to go. You can't. There's nowhere to go. But like that could be it. I don't even want to think about that. That'd be the worst way to die. This is where my mind goes. <laughs> I was actually, one of the stories, um, well, we'll get into it, but one of the stories that I ran into was a guy that got stuck mm. in a cavern. The Nutty Putty Cave? No, that sucks. Yeah. That's horrible. Horrible. That's horrible. But it was basically that. <laughs> it was basically that. But the guy was scuba diving through caves. Oh. And he got stuck in an air pocket. And he didn't have enough air to go back out the right direction, so he took a knife and stabbed himself in the heart. I would have done that. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I would have. I don't know. What? How tried. fast is that death, though? How fast? Could Probably. You bleed out? I mean, not instant for sure. Oof. I might have taken it to the temple. You know. I don't know if you could do that. Why? Like, I don't know if you. That's. I don't know. Well, you did it to his heart. Unless he like pinned himself against a wall and like ran into it i don't know if you have enough force in temple? your arm like a, to like put it through a soft spot i don't know let's test it out force <laughs> well he did it to his and heart also to get through to your heart is yeah. a lot of force too anyways but so that's terrifying Horrifying. i mean if you really want it maybe you could yeah uh, but anyways <sighs> getting stuck in the street with an air pocket that's probably the worst thing that could possibly happen and bodies usually get, like, so torn up from, like, hitting all the rocks and stuff that they, like, come out pretty beat up. Yeah, it's not fun. This cute little babbling brook ain't so cute. Ain't so babbly. Mm -hmm. It's a roaring. That reminds me, the air pocket also reminds me of another story that I came across. It was in Hawaii, uh -huh. and there's this blowhole that's, like, again... You, you're not supposed to go over to it. There's like a fence, there's signs, there's everything. You're not supposed to go over to it because it's so insanely powerful. Uh -huh. Is that the one where like the ocean water rushes in and like yeah. it shoots out of the hole? Yep. Yeah. And this particular one, it's a super like rough side of the island. So like the, it's like super intense. And a kid, of course, went over to it and he got hit with it for Like he said that he wanted to feel it on his chest. So one came through. Hit him in the chest, knocked him back. Cool. He went over again. A big boy came through. Flew him five feet up in the air, and he, like, went right back into the hole. <gasps> mm -hmm. And it was high tide, and he could not get out. And he was probably not having a good time in there. Yeah. Oh. So that's, like, another air pocket situation where it's, like, I could breathe air, but I'm going to die, you know? Oh, that's garbage. Yeah. That is garbage. And then every time, like, a wave came in, he would have been underwater for at least 30 seconds at a time. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Um, okay. I told you. I told you. I read about a lot of death yesterday. <laughs> so anyways, next up, number four. <laughs> there are fences for a reason, guys. I know. Like, just... Don't be an idiot. There are... <sighs> they have blocked these places off for a reason. People have died. No, that's... Some coffee. I mean, it's true. Like, even at Yellowstone, like... Uh-oh, are you going to talk about that? No, oh, but okay. that that came up. Yeah, where people, like, walk off those boardwalks and they there's signs everywhere. Don't go off of here because it's, like, 
if you fall into one of these, what are they like the acidic pits? Basically, yeah, it's the, the it hot. just you are not coming back out. No. Nothing comes out, and there is nothing to retrieve. Yeah, Yellowstone is an active volcano, active or dormant. It's not completely. It's not shut off. It's not shut off. Basically, it's dormant, and it's lying in wait. There's these <laughs> big pools. For anyone that has never been to Yellowstone or anyone outside the U.S., there's these huge hot, not hot springs. What the hell are they called? Guy, I think they're no. like they're acid famous springs. I don't know. <laughs> springs. Yeah. <laughs> I think they are hot springs, but they're so hot and so acidic that like you'll just basically yeah d- melt. They are yeah hot springs. They're considered hot springs. When I think of hot springs, I'm like no, these are not it. No, um, but they not have a, a bunch of hot springs at Yellowstone and the water is not only I think it's like over 200 degrees centigrade but it's acidic as well and I was reading about someone who fell in and his skin basically melted off of his body the fat melted off of his body and then he died and then his body just disintegrated from the acid like bones and all Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And that took about a minute for that to happen to him. So yeah. you could imagine how nasty those hot springs are. So stay on the trails, y'all. Stay on the, stay trails. On the trails. Stay on the designated area. Be careful. <laughs> so next up we have number four, Nikumaru Niku Maroro Island. <laughs> I don't Heller. blame you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so Amelia Earhart, remember her? Of course I remember Great Amelia Earhart. Yeah. You know, she wanted to be the first person to circumnavigate the globe. But on her second attempt, she disappeared somewhere in flight. You know, that's her claim to fame. Bermuda Triangle. God bless her. No, she wasn't anywhere near there. Bless up. She, <laughs> she along with her flight navigator, Fred Noonan, flew to Miami from Oakland, California, then down south to South America, then across the Atlantic to Africa, then east to India and Southeast Asia. The then pair. to the Bermuda Triangle. No. <laughs> I mean, we talked about there being a lot of triangles we on the world. We never know. So yeah, maybe that's true. they got into yeah, one of those triangles. Yeah, maybe. Um, the pair were to go from Leh, New Guinea to a tiny Howland Island to refuel, but they would never arrive. When they disappeared, it was heartbreaking. Um, what Amelia Earhart was doing was so revolutionary for that time that a lot of people were watching. And it made international headlines, and a huge search was launched for them. But after two weeks, it was officially declared that they were lost at sea. Two weeks doesn't seem like... I mean, realistically, someone would have died if they were lost at sea, but in two weeks, but like... That doesn't what if they like, were on an island? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so three years later, and 350 miles off the coast of Howland Island, a British scientist was on this tiny, uninhabited island called... Nukumaroro Island. And he found a skeleton that was near what looked like an old fire. The skeleton looked like it had been torn apart, like ripped limb from limb, like the skeleton was separated. Uh, Since the proximity to Howland Island, everyone speculated that this had been the body of either Earhart or Noonan. The bones were sent to two doctors in Fiji, but they unfortunately said the bones didn't belong to either pilots. So the bones were disposed of since no one could claim them or identify them. But they did take down the measurements of all the bones. Mm-hmm. Then in 2017, a forensic anthropologist manually re-examined the measurements of the bones found on the island to the bones of Amelia Earhart 
and concluded that the doctors in Fiji had made a big mistake. The measurements of the bones matched Amelia's almost exactly. So... How does he know what her bones measured? When she was alive, like, how did we know what her bones measured? Yeah. I guess with science, they could just assume if she was this tall, her bones were like... Right, right. They could probably assume it was like female this tall this age exactly scientists are smart man they're so smart they're so smart so a team was sent out to the island again and they looked around for any other kinds of bones or evidence and they found a few glass bottles one of which was a freckle cream and amelia Earhart was known to have a lot of freckles would always try to cover them with freckle cream which I found was funny because nowadays it's like the more freckles the better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how beauty standards have changed um, she was kind of famous for trying to cover up her freckles. So scientists now were like, okay, so those bones could be hers, but like what happened to her on this island? Right. Well, although Nikumaroro is uninhabited by humans, it is inhabited by one of the scariest creatures on this planet. Oh no. The coconut crab. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, just wait. They're terrifying. They're oh, over God. three feet long. And they can carry over six times their body weight. And they use their claws that are as strong as a lion's jaw, which if anyone didn't know is 650 PSI, which I didn't know is not that much stronger than like your average house dog. Like a Great Dane, I think, is 550 PSI. Jesus. And a human is like 150, but we're not going to get there. You can't have a, a jaw off of the lion. <laughs> yeah. But, fun fact. We have weak jaws. Saltwater crocodiles are the strongest jaws on this earth, and they are 3,700 PSI. Whoa. That's, that is a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) I mean, I don't really know much about PSI, but I know 3,000 is a lot more than 650. For anyone who doesn't know what PSI is, it's pounds per square inch. Yeah. So every inch. I mean, I know what it is, but I don't know, like, it doesn't mean anything to me. I know. Well, you know, if you think about every square inch in a crocodile's mouth, it's 3,700 Bites. Bite. Bite force. Like 3,700 pounds. Bites. Bites. <laughs> so anyways, basically the oh real strong God. job. But these claws of the crab, um, they coconut rip open. Coconut crabs. Yeah, they rip open coconuts, um, which are their main source of food. <laughs> the banana snakes and the coconut crabs. I know. <laughs> At it again. They're going to start swimming to the mainland. Um, <laughs> but coconuts aren't the only source of food for them. They'll eat pigs. They'll eat each other. Sometimes they even eat themselves. <laughs> what the shit? And they're also excellent climbers. Um, they're known to climb trees to capture birds, break their wings, and then drag them into their underground dens and eat them. Uh, they're basically like, Kevin! <laughs> Hi, buddy. Wow. Yeah. Way to ruin the podcast, well, Kevin. Kevin interruption. But Bless you. <laughs> They're basically the trash compactor of the sea. Um, Kevin. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's going to start with the woo-woo, and so I feel it. Woo-woo. I hope not. Oh, God. Um, Just keep it moving. So, at night, that scientists that have been on the island have said that at night, thousands of these crabs come out of their underground burrows to search the island for food. They also have a great sense of smell and could smell blood. So if there's a kill by one of the crabs, then thousands others will usually swarm that kill <laughs> and rip them apart. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. How does any any crab survive there? 
probably they probably reproduce them so so much that it's just like nah, 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 nah. <laughs> they're just like all eating each other but there's like enough <laughs> to go around so that they could still live <laughs> this sounds horrifying uh, it's a terrifying island oh i don't know if God. i'd rather be on snake island or crab island honestly i don't know i know the snake island would probably like be I'd, a quicker death yeah I, I feel like i'd be able to fight off the crabs too like they're not the smartest you crabs. think so i don't know i i feel like i would i'd give it a chance but if one snaps at you that's a lot of it's a, a big bite it's a big bite but i mean i feel like if you could make a club you know yeah. out of like a tree trunk i would have you could smack them the world's biggest seafood boil on that island <laughs> Well, that's terrifying. I wonder if their meat's any good. There's, like, nowhere to hide, though, because they can walk into the ocean. You said they can climb. Yeah, they climb trees. You can't go anywhere. You can't go in the Mm. sand. You can't go in the trees. You can't go in the water. (laughs) You basically just have to keep running around. Yeah, honestly. Oh, God. I don't like them. I don't like it. I know. They're nasty little bitches. But anyways, um, as the theory goes... Earhart and Noonan crashed somewhere between Howland and Nikumaroro Island. Noonan most likely died on impact, and Earhart, being badly wounded and probably bleeding, gets herself onto the island and to the area where the campsite was found. And for some amount of time, Earhart was able to survive on what she could find on the island and whatever she brought in those glass bottles. But at some point in her weakened state and probably bleeding, she attracted the coconut crabs one night. And they swarmed her and ripped her apart. That's the theory. Whether she was alive or dead, who knows? She might have died already and they just came and got whatever they could from her. Yeah. Today, the island is only inhabited by coconut crabs and it's protected land under the Republic of Kiribati. So you can't go there. And if you want to go there, it's almost impossible because you have to have an escort from the mainland. And then you have to go through what's called Typhoon Alley, which... During the winter months is typhoon season, and then during non-typhoon season, it's also extremely dangerous to get there by boat only, because there's no airport. So just don't go there, really. Typhoon Alley. Now I'm so curious to know if coconut crab is, like, a good Yeah, good kind of maybe seafood crab leg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're huge, like so a king crab. good eats. Nom, 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 nom. Um, but yeah, that's Nikumaroro Island. I thought that was interesting, because it involved Amelia Earhart, which yeah. is still a mystery to this day. As to what happened to her. These animals are nasty. Oh my nasty god. Beaches. Nature is kind of brutal. Isn't it? Yeah. It's brutal, but it's beautiful. <laughs> wow. Even, <laughs> even the carnivorous coconut crabs and are so beautiful. And the banana snakes. Ugh, they're they're not beautiful. I hate snakes so much. Mm-hmm. You know. But next up, and last but not least, this one's kind of like a broad thing. It's not just one specific place. It's like a huge thing. Um, cave diving sites. Dangerous cave diving sites. Danger. Oh, God. First and foremost. Don't go cave diving. Why would anyone cave dive? <laughs> right? Splunking is bad enough. And if anyone doesn't know, splunking is like just normal dry cave exploring. Yeah. Um, but then you add water. To every square inch. You don't have to do that. Why would you do that? Splunking gives me enough, like, claustrophobia, anxiety. No. You don't need it. Oh, God. 
I mean, honestly, the coal mine tour was enough to send me into a panic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a coal mine tour around us. Um, and You go into you a coal mine. go into a coal mine, basically, and at every moment you think that the, the world's caving in on you. I feel like sometimes people think... People who probably aren't from here, they're like, oh, a coal mine. So you, like, walk into a cave and there's coal in there. No. You go into a narrow yeah. opening, like, like the coal a direct did. descent yep. underground. I think, like, maybe max seven feet tall ceilings. Yeah, max. If that. Maybe and it's six just feet even. a narrow hole and you just, like, see the sun going away from you. Yep. You and sure it's do. pretty far down. <laughs> And it's cold. It's fun it's fact. chilly and like I water's think it stays, dripping. It stays at like 65 down there all year round, right? Yeah, maybe Something even like colder. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's interesting. But yeah, underground is scary. Underground is scary. Um, and then you fill it with water and it's... Even scary. I, I don't even know why people do it. My Emily from Tennessee, she went splunking. Why? I have no idea. And she also just got her scuba certifi- certification. Why? <laughs> I can't imagine those two things are going to... Does Emily listen to this? I don't know. Emily, if you can hear me, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stay away from underwater caves, Emily. So help me God. Anyways. (laughs) In all of the searches I did for this episode, at least one underwater cave popped up in every list of places people aren't allowed to go. Rightly so. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. should not go underground no. with water. They shouldn't. A lot are still open, and pretty much every cave diving site has warning signs posted in, out of the water, miles before the pond, miles before the entrance point. Um, but there have been situations where these caves have been closed forever because of the things that have happened in these caves. Um, one of those situations was when five Finnish divers tried their hand at a sump which is an underground pocket of water in central Norway called the Plura Cave. It's basically a starting point of a pond, goes underground, I think, let's see. It's a five-hour-long dive Oof. with the aid of underwater scooters, so not normal swimming. So you're going fast. So you need to be propelled. Yes, and and that's still five hours with propelled. Oh, my God. That's and the depths good. reach more than 427 feet or 130 meters down. Why? So Why do you need to do that? it's basically like a tunnel that goes down underground and up <sighs> to a cave. And I guess the thrill is all of these people that do this, they want to know where these tunnels go. <laughs> That's it. They want to know what links there are, what tunnel links, like where do they go? Also, I would never. You could just send like a robot now with a camera if you're that interested. Like It's the thrill. It's... You can't. Go on a roller coaster. I don't know. They're so safe. (laughs) Go stay above ground. I mean, I don't even agree with skydiving, but... I want to skydive so bad. No. But But go on a roller coaster. Yeah, really. That's not enough for them. They yawn on roller roller coasters. In the shallow bottom. I can't speak. (laughs) They yawn with that that shit. They want more. They want to die. Pretty much. That's honestly, that might be what they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, terrible. achieve it. Well. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so they're going underground, 427 feet, 130 meters, which let me see if I have any facts down here. 
if you normal snorkel facts snorkel facts <laughs> normal recreational scuba diving and what's recommended to not go any deeper is 30 meters so okay. they went 130 meters a little bit so over definitely not overshot that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh because it was such a long dive the men had to use what was called rebreathers which is a breathing system that takes the carbon dioxide you breathe out and turns it into oxygen. Uh, with rebreathers in any deep diving, there's a possibility of equipment failure in hypercapnia, hypercapnia, or carbon carbon dioxide poisoning. I can't speak. Okay. Divers <laughs> <laughs> start breathing too quickly or swimming harder or faster. The rebreather can become overloaded and start pumping back the carbon dioxide. Hypercapnia can be deadly, but even in mild cases, it can cause confusion and disorientation. Some divers have been known to take off their breathing masks and breathe in water thinking that they're back on dry land. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. So on February 6, 2014, two of the five divers cut a triangle hole into the ice at the entrance pond and slipped into the water. This water, also, there was ice, so it was freezing. So Great. Why do that? Why do that? Should have just, you know, put it on fire too. Why, Why not? do that? Uh, two hours later, after the sediment raised by the first divers had settled, the remaining three followed behind. About an hour into the dive, shortly after the first two had swum through the deepest section, the lead diver realized his friend was no longer behind him. So he went back and he found that his friend had become stuck in a narrow section of the cave thinking about that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> he oh, was no. entangled in a cord connected to his piece of equipment and it said that he had his like swimming apparatus the, the propeller the scooter thing yeah and that it pulled him so with so much force that like it stuck him so he couldn't get out like it oh dear he lodged himself into there oh, basically no. so the stuck friend um he seemed to start to panic so the lead diver gave him a cylinder of gas to reduce the carbon dioxide in his system but while they were switching mouthpieces the stuck diver started helplessly swallowing water and died so this guy just witnessed his friend die right in front of him uh the lead diver forced himself to calm down after a brief effort to free the body because he knew that he would be in danger of getting hypercapnia if he didn't uh there was nothing that he could really do so he started the ascent to the cave at the end of the dive and he had to do this very slowly to avoid getting decompression sickness or the bends, which is when nitrogen bubbles form in the tissues of the body, causing muscle pain, joint pain, cramps, Jesus. numbness, nausea, and paralysis. So this guy would spend the next few hours making decompression stops, knowing that his friend just oh died in front of his eyes and is stuck in the water below him. He also knew at some point that the second group of divers would find the body blocking oh, their no. way. So, the first of the second group... I hope group, they went back. Well... I hope they turned around. It's almost impossible at that point. It was very tight in the tunnels that they were in. But we'll get into it. Okay. The first of the second group came upon the dead body and he had to choose... To pass the body or to turn around and make the hours-long journey back to the entrance point. Oh, God. Somehow, the first of the second group makes it past the body 
but he had to take off all of his gear oh and shove it through first and then like him come through after. And by the way, it is pitch black down there too. So they're doing this all in pitch black, which is a flashlight to show them the way. Why? Why, why, why? Why, God, why? Why is that a thing? Hope you got your thrill. Oh, my God. Um, so he made it through. And during this process of him trying to get through, it's said that the second diver of the group, he starts to panic because he sees his dead friend and he sees him going through. Someone's behind him. So he's like stuck in the middle. Um, and he experiences issues with his rebreather. The third diver behind him tried to help him out to calm him down, but to no avail. Unfortunately, the second diver also passes away. You gotta be kidding me. The third diver tried... I would have freaking turned around if I was that third diver. Well, the third diver tried to notify the first diver that squeezed past the dead body um, that the second diver died, but the message never got through. So now the third diver had the obstacle of going forward with two dead bodies or to turn back. So he decided to turn back. Mm-hmm. There you go. And he emerged at the entrance pond 11 hours after the initial descent. So what was supposed to take five hours took this guy 11 hours to come out. After the incident, this diving spot was closed by the Norwegian government. But in May of 2014... What happened to the other two people? Well, the two made it through and they got out. They were fine. They were alive. And so then... they made it out mm-hmm. at another spot. Yes. And the one guy actually, he like... From trying to get past this dead body and having that like roadblock in the way, he ran out of enough air to do all of the proper decompression stops. So he just like flew up and he did get the sickness. But I mean, that's better but than he's alive. being dead. And then, Holy shit. so three survived, two died. But in 2014, a group of divers actually went down and recovered the bodies. So there are no more bodies down there. But. I tried to find where it was. It was in the United Kingdom. I know that. But there was this. This is another one that was like, why? It was a river, a stream that was flowing. Like it went like down. It's so hard to explain. Like under the earth? Under the earth. Uh Uh-huh. And people were like, let's go under there. No. And there was this huge, vast cave system. Remind me to tell you a story. Okay. Okay. And... A bunch of... I forget how many people. It was like a good amount. It flooded, basically. And all of these people died. Oh, my God. And they closed up. Like, that one was completely closed up. Like, people cannot go down to recover the bodies. This (laughs) isn't really a story, but I've seen a couple videos on Reddit where there's, like, these tiny little um, places like that where, like, it'll be a part of a river where it just goes, like, under the earth for, like... Yeah, a couple feet or so, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a couple feet, and people will willingly like jump in, feet first, and just see and where it shoot comes out, out the other end. Yeah, but like you are underground. Why? why? God, what why? are you? Why you don't know what's under there? What if there's like a tree branch stuck in there and you just get stuck? Yeah, with water flowing on you. Well, the one in the United Kingdom, there was like two. It was like a Y. Once you got underground, it was a Y. Oh dear. And the one side was like the water they did a test or something and the water that went underground to that one side came out 18 days later in a river 18 days how vast is that system where where does it go and then oh now i'm remembering it all 
they had evidence that showed that water was either coming from or going to somewhere in Mexico. Nope, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that was another cave system. I was reading way too much about cave systems, but... Or it was, like, coming from another place somehow. It was coming from Jesus. somewhere in the United States and flowing out in Mexico. We don't need to... We don't need to know. Could you imagine? Unless we... You know, until we get gills Not at some point, you don't need to know. where cave system went, you're going to end up in Mexico? You don't know. Months you later? You could. Months later. Oh, my God. Unbelievable, these people. I swear to God. <laughs> Unbelievable. But... There's a bunch Stupid. of, yeah, basically, there's a bunch of other places, a um, couple in the U.S., a couple um, overseas that people have died in, but they're still open. It's great. All they do is put a warning sign. Do you think people are going to Do you think people care? They can't read? No, they can't read. <laughs> but there's Eagle's Nest, and this is considered Mount Everest of cave diving. Oh, in no. central Florida, and it's basically just like a little... I knew Florida was going to be... Oh, absolutely. It's a pond. Like a very... Can't tell what it is. Just looks like a pond from above. Alligators. Huge cave system underneath. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. 13 people died. You don't need to. Egypt's Blue Hole, which is considered the diver's cemetery. 150. That's where... Yeah. That's where you should go dive. 150 divers died. Oh. I didn't... 150? I didn't know this, and I actually just watched something about this today. If you get past a certain depth, all of the oxygen is, like, compressed in your body, and you just free fall. You sink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, that's... I don't like that. Egypt's blue hole probably is what happened. It's just a lot of people just sank. And, you know, the, the carbon dioxide in the brain, blah, blah, blah. All the things. So, then there's the shaft sinkhole in Australia... 11 divers lost. And then they this one. They don't need to. I know. They really do not need to. And the eagle's nest, actually, the story that I read was a dad that was an avid diver. Oh, no. He wasn't a professional. He was like. Like not, did it for fun. Yeah. Not equipped to go into the Mount Everest of cave diving. No. And he got his son scuba equipment for Christmas. So they went Christmas Day. Scuba dived. Both died. That poor kid did not even like scuba diving. He wanted to do it because his dad liked it so much. And he died. Yeah, yeah. Did not have to do that. You don't have to do you that. You don't have to and do it. And you know what? That's what happens when people get, w- like, way too confident with their hobby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Underwater is like being in space. Like, there mm-hmm. are no laws. Everything is nope. wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. Being in deep water like that? Yeah unbelievable you're in another another physics doesn't exist no oxygen is compressed in your body you don't you don't belong there no you don't (laughs) humans do not belong in deep water or in space (laughs) so just stop so stop it stop and then there's jacob's well in texas and i read a lot about this one too beautiful place just looks like a little clear pond death straight to hell Death caves underneath. <laughs> um, at least eight divers have been lost there. Yeah. So people... And keep... these are all at different times, too. That's the worst yeah. part, where it's like seven people before that eighth person died, and that eighth guy was like, I'm not weird, it. I could do it. I'm not going to die. Well, well, I shot my gun into there, and it was fine. <laughs> so I could go Bullet came there. back up, so yeah. bullets, I could do it. Bullets breathe oxygen, and it was fine. <laughs> 
But the blue hole, that's 150 divers lost in like 10 years. So that's... Again, 149 people in that 150th person was like, I'm gonna well, we're rounding up them. to a good number here, I mean. <laughs> we can't just keep it at 149. Oh <laughs> but like, if there have been 10 people that have died, or 15 people that have died in one year. You're going to do that? Like You're you... going to be the one that doesn't die? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. It's me. I'm the one. I'm the survivor. I'm going to teach that tribe about Jesus. Oh, my God. That guy. Just an idiot. These people. R.I.P. homie, but you're an idiot. Yeah. But anyways. You didn't deserve it, but you were being dumb. Yeah, you were being a little dumb there. Yeah. A little dumb. A little selfish. But those were just a little sprinkling. Of some places that I love it. people really should I love not it. go. No. Should not go. Very, very good. Underwater. I have found that anything underwater, not people good. should not go. No. With all of my research, don't go Don't there. do it. Yeah, don't go there. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. Yeah, really um, lifted my spirits reading all this Yeah, stuff. that's tough. That's <laughs> tough. Sorry, guys, it for was the a bummer. Lot. Yeah, sorry it's a little heavy. Oh, I should have did a Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Heavy stuff. <laughs> Heavy stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was, it's interesting to know, especially like the Amelia Earhart one. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I mystery. mean, not fun, but. Mystery there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on your next vacation, go to North Sentinel Island or Snake Island. I'm or... going for them coconut. <laughs> I'm going to go get me a coconut crab We're going to do a seafood boil. <laughs> you bring the Cajun sauce. <laughs> Well, that was that was fun. It was, was I good. hope it was a good good thing to come back to after a month. Yeah, long. yeah, I liked it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Thank is what we're trying you. to say. <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, we're glad to be back. Come on back next week, or the week after, or the week after that. <laughs> come back sometime. Come back sometime whenever we uh, are here again. Um, if you want to reach out to us, we have Instagram, Facebook. Um, and hopefully y'all have a great week. Stay cool, but, uh, love ya. See you next week's. Bye. Bye.